Live from the Pacific Northwest, it's Portland Story Theater's Urban Tellers. Real. True. Stories. May the narrative be with you. When I was six, my mom got remarried. And up until that point, it had just been the two of us, so I was thrilled. Not only being an only child, I had no cousins, aunts, uncles, and really my grandparents were invisible. So the thought of getting a dad and five brothers and sisters Well, (laughs) my enthusiasm was short-lived. Dad turned out to be a raging alcoholic, and my siblings took out a great deal of their, I'm sure, hurt, anger, frustration on me. A lot of sneers, teasing, an occasional slug in the shoulder. So I spent my afternoons on my horse, riding in the hills of Southern Oregon. And I learned that there's a big difference between being alone and being lonely in a crowd. Mom divorced Dad when I was 13. And again, it was Mom and I on our own. As you can imagine, the teenage years were tumultuous, and um, I really wanted a family. I yearned for someone who knew me, who knew this house, this family of two. I, I wanted someone I could talk to. Well, when I was 13, or rather when I was 20, Mom remarried a wonderful man, and a few years after that, I also got married. And I thought, okay, here's my chance. I'm getting a family, and I'm going to build this wonderful family. Well, my husband and I really struggled. It wasn't an easy marriage, but nevertheless, I was determined we were going to make this happen. And a couple of years into the marriage, we were having our first child. When I went into labor, My husband called my mom and my stepdad and said, I think maybe you want to come down to the hospital. Things are progressing quickly. And so uh, they rushed into the hospital, walked in the room expecting to hold my hand through hours of labor, and instead they walked in just as Kate was being born. While the doctor tended to me, the nurse handed Kate to my mom. And I looked over and saw Kate's little hand my mother's finger and I thought okay this is family this is family I felt this enormous electric bond between the three of us mom recounted that moment a little differently she um, she looked down at Kate and she wondered will we ever get to know each other really well And it was a valid question because five years prior, my mother had fought a a pretty horrible battle with breast cancer, and we knew it could come back at any time. Well, 
they did get to know each other. When Kate was four, mom came to me and said, how do you feel about me taking her to Fiji? <laughs> Great. <laughs> um, I was working a lot. I knew I couldn't go. I wanted them to know each other. I wanted them to have fun. And so off they went. I, I knew Kate would be very safe. It kind of started a thing. Uh, <laughs> after Fiji, there was um, the Galapagos Islands. There was a safari in Kenya. Um, there was Ireland, Mexico. And, and during that time, I had also um, had another child. I wanted Kate to have someone that she could relate to. I wanted her to have someone to call when I was old and decrepit. And she could say, oh, could you please take her? She's making me crazy. And I wanted her to have someone to call and say, do you remember when we, well, when Kate was 10 and our Ben was six, the cancer came back. It was all through mom's bones and she really didn't want to go through chemo again. It had been really difficult. Uh, Kate kind of pulled away. I was busy keeping all the balls in the air, businesses, kids, household, marriage, really running from the fact that I was gonna lose the only person in the world who really knew me. Ben, sweet, precocious, six-year-old Ben, essentially moved in with mom. And he spent a lot of time talking to her about how important she was to us, how much we loved her. Couldn't she try and find someone that could help? And mom gave it a lot of time, a lot of thought, and, and she thought, well, I should at least see if I can find someone who can help. She found a wonderful oncologist, and on our first trip to the doctor, he said, you know, I think we can treat this almost like a chronic illness. I think we can use some of the new medicines that we have, and I think you're gonna live for actually a number of years, and I think you're gonna live well. And he was right. And mom got better, and the trips resumed. Only this time it was mom and Kate and Ben. And it was Australia, and Bali, and Singapore, Costa Rica. They even went to Finland to meet the real Santa. <laughs> Which, by the way, is where we found out Ben is extremely allergic to reindeer. <laughs> well, Kate was finishing up her freshman year of college, and Ben was in middle school. The doctor told us that he didn't have any more medicine to work. The medicine he had wasn't working anymore. And we were kind of at the end. 
we asked how long, he said, well, somewhere between two and six months. So I took mom home and uh, I went to my house and cried. But I was very fortunate during that time that I was able to spend almost all of my time with mom. So I sat with her for hundreds of hours and we talked and we laughed we watched the little birds out the window. We harassed each other because we were very good at that. We talked about her burial. Ben would come over after school and make peanut butter and banana sandwiches for them and tell his middle school jokes, which I'm sure were completely clean. <laughs> when Kate came home from college, she would spend a night or two at mom's house so that I could go home and get a real night's rest. And uh, then it was July 14th, and we knew it was probably mom's last day. Ben wanted to spend the afternoon with her, but he knew he couldn't watch her die. So he went to a friend's house that night, and Kate and I sat with her held her hands. Kate reminisced about the time they were in the canoe in Costa Rica and the monkey threw a mango at Ben's head with incredible precision. <laughs> I talked about when I was little and I remember riding the merry-go-round and then she would hold me when I was so dizzy until I regained my equilibrium. She held my hand and squeezed it so tightly while we talked. And then she died. And when the mortician came upstairs where her bedroom was, he looked at Kate and I and he said, um, I'm going to need help carrying her down the stairs. And Kate said, I, I can do that. Oh, Kate, I'm both physically and emotionally capable of doing that. And she said, I know you are, Mom. And if you want to, you should. She's your mother. But if you don't mind one way or the other, I would like to. And so I watched as the two of them picked mom up, carried her down the stairs, laid her on the gurney, her face uncovered, buckled her in. Kate and I stood in the garage holding each other as he drove away. We locked her house up went home, crawled in my big bed, cuddled up. And I realized mom had been the first to hold Kate. And Kate had been the last to hold mom. <laughs>